0: Hello, and welcome to Outnumber the Podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. And we're moms to
1: a combined total of 16 kids, with two more on the way.
0: Yes, we know that sounds insane, and it usually is. But we're here to share the tips that help us keep our sanity and to share inspiring thoughts that help us get through each crazy day.
1: Uninterrupted conversation is foreign to us, <laughs> but we'll try. And we invite you to join us on our journey as we find joy in the chaos of motherhood. Welcome back to Episode 5 of Outnumbered the Podcast. We're super excited to talk to you about today's topic. Today, Bonnie and I are going to discuss a topic we both have quite a bit of experience with because we get asked questions about it
0: all the time. That's right. The question is, how do you help your current kids get ready for a new baby that's coming into the family? We could also probably
1: record quite a few things not to say and do, oh, yeah, right? For sure. <laughs> for sure. Is there something that people always tend to say to your kids that just makes
0: you? Well, cringe? I just can't stand it when they make it seem like the current baby is going to get misplaced or displaced, I guess is the word. And yeah, that kind of happens, but like, don't freak them out about it. <laughs> oh, you're not going to be the baby anymore. I'm like, shh, hush up. <laughs> she doesn't need to know that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the exact thing that they say that you're not going to be the baby anymore, and I'm just like, yeah, but they get to be yeah,
0: a big yeah. Let's on the positive here.
1: <laughs> so we'll dive into this topic after this week's kids quotes. So All right. It was raining one day this week, and my seven year old was headed was headed outside. He's the one who gathers the eggs, so I asked him to head outside and gather the eggs. It was raining, and he said but mom, it's raining. And I said, well, go put on your raincoat. I spent a long time making him a raincoat earlier in the year. And I worked with fabric that was really hard to work with. It gave me a headache. It had this horrible smell. And so anyway, I spent all this time making him and his brother matching raincoats. They're camo and they love these raincoats. So, you know, not a big deal. Go put on your favorite raincoat. And he says, well, can I take an umbrella too? And I said, no. Just, you have a raincoat on, put the hood up, go get the eggs. So he's grumbling some more. And I said, sweetie, please go get the eggs. And he says, you call me sweetie and you don't even love me. <laughs>
0: <You> faker. <laughs> As he's wearing this raincoat. That there. you made with your blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> only you knew, kid. If only you knew. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. So we've split this episode on preparing kids for a new baby into four main parts. Number one, preparing the former baby of the family for the new baby. Yep.
0: And number two is preparing the rest of the older kids for the new baby. Number three, preparing kids for when you're away giving birth and they're not there. Right. And then number four, preparing to have kids attend your birth if you're interested in that. Or crazy enough. That's right. So let's start with what we do
1: to help the former baby get ready before the new baby arrives. One thing we always are very careful to do is to always talk in positive terms. So frame it in, what they're going to be able to do, um, things they can do, yeses rather than don'ts, can'ts, and nos. And we just really slow down and think about it and, and use positive talk around the arrival of the new baby.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that um, there's so much for them to learn in handling a baby and how to how to treat it and how life is going to change that po- framing everything very positively can really go a long way in making your kid excited instead of dreading this new thing that's coming, right? Right. It's like setting the stage for right. them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So another thing is, so many of us, you know, have kids close together, and so the older kids aren't really surprised when a new baby comes, right? So I remember when we had the twins, my oldest was, uh, let's see, six, and he had good memory of having a younger sibling come into the house, and he also had cousins who had new babies in their houses, so it wasn't a big surprise for him. But not every family is like that. Sometimes there's a big gap between kids. Sometimes there's no family nearby or no other families that are um, that have babies by you, you know? And, uh, so being able to expose a sibling to a newborn or someone else's baby before having your own baby is really helpful because they can understand exactly what that baby looks like, what they can do, what they can't do, how, um, careful they'll have to be holding it. You know, they, they really wrap their head around this concept of a new baby is coming, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then they um like they kind of have this inborn awe, you know, about tiny things. So that helps to get those two. Right, make them excited about it. Have you ever noticed that most books about the arrival of a new baby are pretty negative. Yeah, I have. That's really true actually. (laughs) Like the Bernstein Bears, you know, it's all about jealousy and how, you know, I just, one of my top tips is just to stay away from sibling jealousy books. Just like don't even introduce that thought. Right.
0: And if anybody brings that up, you can just say, oh, that would never happen. We are so excited for our new baby. Don't ever let the thought enter their mind, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Something that's been really beneficial to us, it seems kind of uh, really basic to an adult, but it's to talk to your kids about what babies can and can't do when they come out of mom's tummy. Right. So like for a lot of kids, when you say baby, they think a crawling baby or a toddler or someone who is littler than them and can't do a lot of things, but is still very mobile and can talk and that sort of thing to introduce a newborn to kids is sometimes kind of terrifying. You know, I I've had kids say, I can't wait for the baby to come out of your tummy. We can watch TV together and we can, I'll share my yogurt with her. And I'm like, Oh, okay. We got to go back to, (laughs) this is what a newborn can do. Nothing. (laughs) They cry a lot. They poop a lot and they throw up on you. And it's going to take up a lot of mom's time. So this baby will grow into be a wonderful friend to you, but we're going to have to be patient and you have to be really... Consider of this teeny tiny little human that we're going to have to take care of.
1: Right. And it also helps that one who's not going to be the baby anymore to talk about, oh, you can already eat with a fork and this baby won't even know how to do that. You know, like right. empower them with the thought of being being, Make them you know, the bigger X-Men. and smarter and more able. Yeah. <laughs> one thing we like to do is tell them how much the new baby already will love them. So we start this in utero. We, The poor new baby has no say in the matter. So we just say, <laughs> you're going to love these kids. Dang we just, it. <laughs> uh, so we say, this baby loves you so much, you know, and if they have their hand and they're feeling it bump, they say, Oh, the baby's saying, I love you. I love you. See, it's reaching out to touch you and say, I love you. And you know, it doesn't I hurt that. on that. And then they sort
0: of start to form this attachment before. Yeah. That already I like that comes. a lot. I like that a lot, and just to make them realize, hey, this baby is part of our family. It's not like an intruder that's coming in. You know, this is this is your little sister who's been waiting yeah. to come visit, come stay with us. Don't say visit. <laughs> They'll think they're going, to, going back. But I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. And then there are plenty of things we can do um, after the baby comes to help the former baby of the family adapt. And that that can be a tricky thing. Right. But this can also be a special
1: time for the former baby too if you you prepare.
0: Yeah, that's true. I I especially like what you said about teaching them that they're going to be the big sister or the big brother um, because all they've had is – bigger kids, bossing them around, you know, and to be like, oh, you get, you yes. get to be in charge. You get to teach him. You get to show him the way, you know, <laughs> that's pretty exciting. <laughs> My now four-year-old, before
1: he had a younger sibling, he would, um, he would talk about, you know, so dad's the boss of the family. And when dad's not here, mom's the boss. And, you know, and then he'd go all down the line, you know, and so-and-so's the boss and he'd get down to himself and he'd say, and I'm the boss
0: of the dog. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so new baby's coming. You got somebody to boss around. It's going to be great. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, you know, when friends and family come, um, everybody wants to bring usually a treat for mom and like something cute for the baby, right? Um, But it's really a great idea to ask them to be considerate of the displaced baby, right? So, okay,
1: if you happen to bring anything,
0: would you mind, you know, making sure that you have something for the toddler, you know? So here's a little treat for mom and here's a treat for the new big brother. We're so excited for you. You know, that could be really awesome.
1: Right. Yeah. And sometimes I keep on hand new toys or clothes, um, just for that, you know, if somebody comes and they, they didn't bring something or they weren't a close enough friend or family that you could suggest that to, uh, just a new toy or a new something to bring
0: out that um, the former baby can That's a great to. idea. Then they're going to keep asking you to have babies because they get a new toy every time you give it. <laughs> can you bring another one of those home from the hospital? I need a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> this might backfire actually. <laughs> yeah, and then with that new or with that uh, former baby of the family, we really have to watch for milestone regression, you know, oftentimes they'll be Excellent in the potty training realm, or uh, you know, a great talker, and then the baby comes, and all of a sudden, oh, they need to use a diaper too, or they go, gaga and they right. talk like a baby now. And to really be understanding to that toddler and realize, okay, they're just trying to find their place in the world now that they've been bumped up a little bit, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so watch for watch for that kind of thing, and just just like you said,
1: be understanding because they're it's a huge it's the biggest change they've ever yeah, had in for their sure. life. Mm-hmm. One thing we like to do is just take extra time. Like, you know, you're off your feet for quite a bit because you just had a baby. So take special time to just snuggle like only that former baby, you know, have there because they used to have those special snuggles all to themselves and then special snuggles with both of them too. Oh,
0: I like that a lot. I haven't thought about that a lot because uh, I usually, I'm such a baby person, I think, okay, well, I got to take time with the toddler. But to do it with both of them, I think is really empowering to say, look, I love this baby and I still love my other baby just as much and aren't they so sweet and, you know, help each other out. <laughs> right. One
1: thing my husband... Um, he always does. And I, I like, it's a genius now looking back on it. But when um, anybody comes to visit the new baby, he always says, Oh, look, this is, and then he'll say the former baby's name. This is Andy's baby. Oh, look. Cute. <laughs> Did you, did you come to meet Andy's cute. baby? You know, so use it. Love that. Love that. Yeah.
0: yeah. And this reminds me of when I had my second baby, honest to goodness, my hardest transition was having that second baby. And I think it's because You know, you go from being mom to one to mom to multiple, you know, and it's totally uncharted territory. After that, you've had more than one child, so it's not as big a deal. But I had a really hard time with my toddler when I had Toby, my second, because uh, Liam was just two and he was not a particularly nice two year old. (laughs) He was really naughty. And um, (laughs) he really just needed my attention. But in my, you know, short-sightedness. I just thought he was causing trouble. And I love babies so much that I would spend all my time cuddling my new baby. And my toddler was feeling neglected and he just acted out. And now looking back, I think, oh, that poor child. <laughs> but at the no. time, I just, <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do with him. And so uh, my mother-in-law once told me, and she was very sweet about it, but I think she could tell what was happening. <laughs> she just said, remember, the, to- mm-hmm. the baby will never remember how much he was put down. You know, if his needs are, are met, he doesn't need to be held all day long, but the toddler might remember yeah. being neglected to hold a baby who's <laughs> perfectly happy. I mean, if your baby's crying, obviously you yeah. got to take care of him, but when it, if at all possible, make sure that that toddler is, is being snuggled just as much as, as he needs, you know? Yeah. And then
1: there are things that we do to help the children who are a little older and who have, you know, maybe had a new baby
0: before prepare to get ready for the new baby too, both before and after. Yeah, for sure. Before birth, we can talk to kids about how the baby's already part of a family. We kind of mentioned that. Like this isn't this new person we're going to have to get used to, even though it kind of is. You just say, oh, aren't you so excited that little (laughs) brother is finally coming? You know, like he already existed and he's meant to be here. And we're just, we're just welcoming him in instead of, well, I hope you're ready for this because this stranger is about to blow your world
1: up. Yeah, it's important to talk about like physical safety things too, like soft spots, you know, on their head and um, the proper or safe way to hold the ba- a newborn and support their head, like, you know, before right. the baby arrives. Just go over that stuff.
0: It's always a good refresher. Every time I have a baby, in fact, I think, oh, I forgot how small you are. How do I even hold this baby? Oh, <laughs> what do I do? You know, everything is, <laughs> it doesn't take very long to forget how uh, fragile they are and how much extra care they need. And so it definitely helps to remind the kids, that's for sure. And then... To talk to them about the extra help you're going to need, you know, usually you have some offer of food being prepared for you or house being cleaned, maybe by by neighbors or family or friends. But the kids can certainly be involved in that too. um, To say, hey guys, you know, let's uh, maybe you guys can help me make some lasagnas to stick in the freezer before the baby comes, or do you think you can help the kids get lunch while I'm nursing the baby? That would be so helpful. We like to make
1: you know a double batch of bread and put one loaf away in the freezer. Smart kind of stuff to get ready for. Kids are always like doing that kind of thing because they think it helps them think about that time after.
0: The yeah. Episode. And it makes it exciting for them. Like, oh, my gosh, w- w- just think when next time we pull this bread out, it'll mean the baby's here because it's time to eat our yeah. extra food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh another thing uh, my kids love to do is get out the baby clothes. Of course, we have lots of hand-me-downs, but, you know, get together baby clothes and supplies, get it all together. And they like to, they love that. You know, we do that about a month before and they ooh and awe over the baby and it helps them relate
0: to the size it's going to be and, you know, get the baby stuff out. Yeah. And it kind of blows your mind when you get those little onesies out and you're like, no, that, they're really that small. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And the kids get a kick out of it. (laughs) Look at these teeny tiny shoes. (laughs) So yeah. Fun. Yeah.
1: yeah, And also related to, you know, to them. Do you remember when you yeah. were this? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then in, in addition to uh, preparing for, you know, what the baby needs after the baby arrives, but to, to talk about what mom's going to need. Listen, this, having a baby is hard work for a mom. Um, this is what mom's going to need. She's going to need to be in bed or on the couch for several days. She's, she might not be able to lift the toddlers. She might not be able to, well, she will not make dinner. Do not make dinner at, right after you have a baby. <laughs> Even if you feel great. But just to prepare them for that, because sometimes, you know, kids are not very particularly sensitive. You're sitting there bleeding and they're like, I want a sandwich. <laughs> but for the for them to yeah. at least prepare, okay, you're going to need to be a little bit more patient because mom is slower and we're going to have people come over and help. And whoever the big kid is, even if they're only four or five, you're going to have to be mom's extra big helper. Do you think you can help You know, the toddler get some cereal out to, to right. make them be a little bit more responsible? And then, so what age do you let your kids carry the baby unsupervised? Oh, that's a good question and I don't think there's a real good cut and dry answer for that either I think it totally depends on the kid um some of my kids have been so careful so cautious and and maybe even a little too much so that they're kind of freaked out to hold the baby and other ones are like I'll hold that baby (laughs) they're going up and downstairs at three years old um I would say probably seven or eight um to stand up and hold a baby and be responsible enough to cradle the head correctly or whatever. I don't let any of my kids walk around until probably nine and then sitting there. I mean, even a two or three year old can sit and hold a new sibling as long as your hands are right there. (laughs) Cause when they're done, they're done. Yes, (laughs) They'll just check that baby and fail. Yes.
1: Oh, and then and then you get to my stage in life and I've got teenagers and you're like, um, can I have a
0: baby, please? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is kind of nice. Although I then you just realize how quickly they move out of the baby stage and it makes you so sad. You're like, Give me that baby back. I haven't had enough time today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Another thing, um, that the bigger kids can help you with is to help with that former baby too. Like um, right now they're the baby and they receive all the love and care and attention and, you know, affection and everybody's in tune with their needs, but then all that is going to be shifted onto the new baby. So just, you know, gentle reminder that, you know, this former baby is going to have some trouble Mm -hmm. and you have to still give it love and snuggles and it's going to have a big adapt.
0: Yeah. And it's all too easy to, for that poor former baby to kind of feel like the used toy, you know, well, everyone loved me and wanted to cuddle and rock and sing to me. And now they just want this new baby and just say, Hey, there's lots of babies to go around. Now you hold that one while I hold this one and we'll swap it a little bit. (laughs) And then, um, you know, oftentimes this is a problem. Like we were saying before with my oldest, uh, the kids who tend to act out when a new baby comes. Lots of times this is a problem with a former baby, you know, who, who just got ousted. But sometimes even older kids right. can can really act extra naughty, maybe even try to hit the baby or other siblings. And to just be really aware of any outbursts that that probably has to do with the big transition you just went through. And to not – to just be extra patient with that kind of stuff. And, and it's hard. You know, when my oldest was – mad, he would come up and hit the baby in the face. And I'm like, no, that is not acceptable. You know, and I'd freak out and then he'd freak out and everybody'd be crying and yeah, um, including me. (laughs) And now with, with retrospect, you know, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I was just a little bit too hard on him. I should have said, oh, that's not how we touch babies. Cause the baby's going to cry. He's going to get hurt. Lasting damage. No, my two, my second son is fine. In fact, he's got a real solid skull now. So (laughs)
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They seem um, after the first one, the first one is always real fragile. And after that, they just,
0: to, or at least in your mind, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I also try to keep some new um, toys or books, games, activities, things that take up more time so that just because they're changing routine. And like we were talking about before, you just have to sit down and rest sometimes. And so something for them to do. I remember um, after I had uh, baby number four, my sister-in-law came and um, Took all, picked up the other three kids and took them to the circus for the day. And that was so fun for them. They came back and they had oh, something to nice. talk about and they'd had this little adventure. And yeah, that was um, that was really nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Them.
0: You know, and I, f- I feel like... <laughs> It's so easy for us moms to get caught up in our, our schedule and our just order of doing things, the logistics of our household, that when we have a new baby and it gets thrown off, it's really hard to just let go sometimes. You know, I, I realized that if I take three days off of laundry, it's going to be the pits coming back. Even if I, you know, and if I have no help, which sometimes I do and sometimes I don't, you know, sometimes family helps out a lot and friends come over and sometimes not as much. And so it's okay you will eventually make it through the laundry again. It might take you a couple of weeks, but that's okay. And it took me a lot of kids to be able to just sit down and say, let it go. Sit down, rock your baby, rock your toddler. And when the baby's asleep, don't get up and immediately try to catch up on all the housework. Then take some time with your other kids, you know? And with my eighth, with my eighth, it was, probably the best postpartum period ever. And not necessarily because it was a great baby. She had a tongue tie and wasn't getting enough food and she was super cranky and I was sore. and So it wasn't necessarily good because of that, yeah. but it was good because my in my mentality, I was like, this is when we rest and we're going to rest for a month. Don't they call that time period the baby moon? Baby, but I like it. <laughs> we really should. Yeah. Like a honeymoon. Yeah. Know? I like that. Well, moon. and I think that there's Almost society in society, there's almost this like badge of honor, like oh, I came back to work, you know, so quick, or I went back to church. It's like whoa, just this is the one time when no one is going to give you a hard time for sitting on your butt and doing nothing and staring at a brand new baby. So (laughs) take advantage of it, you know. (laughs) And and (laughs) I'm and I'm the same way, you know. Um, I actually don't like skipping a lot of church because then it gets harder for me to go back. It's hard to take a bunch of kids to church, but um, I have to tell myself. You can stay home for two weeks. It's okay. You know, even three. No one's going to give you a hard time. You're not going to be a bad person. Just sit there and cuddle your baby and relax. You know, and it's best for everybody. Yeah. It is probably best for the baby too, not to be exposed to. Yeah. Let's go uh, sit in a big room with the doors closed and have everybody cough around you <laughs> <laughs> and, and to come come up yes yes face. oh that we need to do a whole up podcast on uh, baby wearing to keep that baby away from six strangers yes. <laughs> that's the best <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: so now let's talk about we've talked about what we do to get our kids ready um for the baby but let's talk about what we do to get our kids ready for the actual birth time
0: yeah so Okay, Okay, go ahead. Well, so we have never had any of our other kids at a baby's birth and I'm not opposed to it. It just hasn't really worked out. We've had some hospital births, some home births, and usually they're in the middle of the night or they're already having a good time at grandma's. So it just hasn't worked out to have them there. But there are definitely some things we do to prepare the kids for that period of time, right? Like, so they're going to have maybe a day or two where they're either at home with a sitter or at a family member's house, a neighbor's house, a friend's house. Um, and sometimes that can be kind of scary, especially when they can already sense that there's big change coming, you know? So some of the things we yes. do to prepare them for that is to just get really excited about it, right? So you guys want to know what's super exciting about when this yeah. baby comes? You get to go stay with grandma or if you don't have family, you get to go play with at Johnny's house all afternoon. Could you believe that? Yeah. They're even going to give you food, you know, dinner or breakfast. <laughs> Or depending on what time it is, um, and to just kind of hype up the anticipation, the excitement. Now we don't know when it's going to be, but mom will know. And when it's time, you guys get to get your sleepover bags and go stay at this fun friend's house. It's also helpful right. to um, maybe bulk up on a few things that you might send with kids to go on a on a little trip. You know, like extra coloring books or a new pair of pajamas or anything to make the time just a little bit more special. So in their mind, they're just going to go have this rock and good sleepover, you know, and then oh, you yeah. can deal with the, the transition with the baby just a little bit later, but it can be a scary thing. They know that mom's doing something different and uh, is going to come home with this new person and they're not going to sleep in their own beds, but it can be a really exciting time. Just right. And then secondly, if your kids aren't at your birth, then the next thing you have to focus on is when they can come visit you. Cause often, as soon as the baby comes yeah. out, they are super anxious to get back. Right. So an example is when I had my yes. sixth baby, he was at home and he came lightning fast. So I called my mother-in-law to get, come get the big kids. And by the time she showed up to pick them up, I was already stripped down and getting in the tub. Like I was done. Like, get these kids out of here. I got yeah. to focus and I can't focus with her. Anyway. um, So they got home and got all settled and turned a movie on. And then grandma's like, oh, look, the baby's here. And so they all looked at the text and the picture and got so excited. And they're like, okay, well, let's get back in the car and go see the baby. <laughs> and grandma's like, well, no, now we're going to let mom rest a little bit. So just so that they know you might see pictures or hear that the baby's born, but." Give mom a little time to recover. And you know, that's totally up to each family. Usually most moms are good with siblings sure. coming pretty quick after birth to to meet the baby. But maybe you just had a horrible labor and you really need to rest and that's okay. Say, so, well, we're gonna go visit right. mom in six hours. Yeah. Everybody watch a couple movies, you know. Yeah. Mom worked exactly. hard and she's taking a nap and she'll be glad yeah, to see. Yeah, exactly. You soon. And then um, you know, and then they can come have this great fun visit and hopefully go back and give mom a little bit more rest. <laughs> So how about you? Have you had kids at any of your births?
1: Yes, actually, um, At all my births, except for the
0: first first one,
1: (laughs) we found this to be a super positive experience for us and for our kids involved, but we, but it does take quite a bit of preparation to get a child ready to attend a birth because it's, uh, it's an intense experience. So the first thing I do is, um, I've got to be able to have ease in my mind that my kid is not going to need me at that time. So, um, for every kid, approximately under the age of 10 or so, it depends on the kid, I get them a special dedicated helper and then prepare them. You know, if you need anything during this time, you know, Aunt Fessy is going to help you or, you know, whatever. And I say Aunt Fessie, that's what my kids call my sister. And she was with my kids at the first um First couple of births, wow. she was there. And so like her attention was like she was completely there for the kids and she yeah, got to yeah. see the baby board too, you know, which was she loved it. It was a bonus. So anyway, that that's the first thing is to get in place that my kids aren't going to be a distraction to me because I yeah, can't be distracted, yeah. obviously. <laughs> So then to get them ready for that time, you know, it can it can extend out a long time. And so we get special toys and activities for during the labor because, um, you know, they come in and they touch base with mom, check in, see how's it going. Yep, the baby's going to be here soon. And then they go back out and they do something else for a while. And just to have a new toy or something that helps them stay out or stay away right. or just right. not get bored. Like, aren't you going to do this time. yet already, mom? Come
0: on. I'm bored. What are you waiting for? If only it worked that way. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Okay. So we've got the stuff ready for the birth. And then we start um, slowly introducing the idea of birth to them because it's, I mean, like they've maybe not ever seen mom in this condition before. So we, first of all, we read books about birth because that's just like, you know, a flat surface and... Um, not not so super we, intense, right? <laughs> one of our favorite, Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> no noise. <laughs> so we read books about, about birth and about kids being at birth. Um, we have one that we really super love. It's called... Um, welcome with love. And we can link that in the show notes, but it's about a little kid who attended their siblings birth. Uh, it was a home birth and, um, just from the little kids experience, but it's a really positive book. And so we start um, by reading books about the birth and then we tell them the story about their own birth and what that was like. And, oh, they love
0: to hear and, that story. And then, oh, you know, I, when you have yeah. And so children, do your okay. older siblings pitch in to talk about that too? Do they, do they remember and, and say, oh, I remember yeah. when you came out. It was so fun. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, they do. And, so, but then, you know, by the time you have several
1: kids, then they hear The story Mm -hmm. of different births and, you know, so then they, they're like, they're hearing these stories. And the other kids, it's good to have them talk about, you know, what the birth was like and what mom did and what mom sounded like and stuff from their point of view. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a good time to talk about what it'll be like for mom, you know, again. So-and-so is going to be here to help you because mom's going to have to really concentrate on this
0: hard work that she's doing. So I have a a question about that for you because my one um, concern about having other kids at my birth, and I've had some kids be interested, but like I said, it hasn't worked out, is have you ever found it difficult to focus on laboring because you're concerned about what your noises or your... Face or pain or whatever is distressing your other kids like that. I'm, I'm wondering if I could just ignore them without thinking, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? You know what I mean? That makes sense?
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, a couple a couple caveats here. I have a pretty high pain tolerance and so I don't actually vocalize with the contractions or with the any of the labor until I'm yeah. pushing the baby out. And so um it's not like it's not a super like I'm not screaming yeah, yeah, or pain yeah. or anything. <laughs> or I haven't been yet. So um I, I think, again, maybe this is just a positive mental thing I do for myself, but I think that I handle birth pretty well. And so maybe I th- me having that positive thought and feeling about helps project gotcha. mm-hmm. that to them. Yeah. And then we watch um, videos of previous births. So um, th- several of our first births weren't, we didn't record because we didn't have that technology. <laughs> Dang.
0: <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: But then, um, so then, but we do have several on, on video and so we watch those and so they can see actually mom giving birth and get ready for mom, you know, see what mom does and what mom says and what noises mom makes. And, and then, um, then we watch, we also um, watch other women's birth videos. We can link um, one of these in the show notes that I really like. And it depends, you know, maybe on how comfortable your kids are with nudity. There's some
0: of that in birth. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: But we, (laughs) yeah, but we do water birth. And so like I always wear a bathing suit on top and,
0: you know, there's... Yeah. Water birth kind of buffers things a little bit. It's not quite as graphic and in your face. It's just, oh, look at this pretty baby. that just slipped out of the water.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, what's interesting about that is just a little side note here is um, I have teenage boys now, two of them. And before the last baby was born, I I said, I talked to my teenage son and I said, you know, he was 16. I said, I understand, you know, if you don't want to be around when mom's given birth, you're male, you're teenage male. and, And I totally get it and accept if you don't want to be there. And he was like, shocked. He said, mom, I would not miss this for the world. That's
0: so sweet. (laughs) It is so sweet.
1: Yeah. But uh,
0: he'd been at several births already. So maybe growing up with it was... Yeah. Well, and also, you know, I, I feel so strongly about how the fact that we're so removed from birth and breastfeeding, I think makes it really hard on our generation of women. You know, like I never saw a birth growing up. I never saw a video until I had my own kids. And probably yeah. if my mom had ever caught me watching a video, she probably would have gotten mad. <laughs> like, what, are you, what kind of smut are you watching? That's just kind of how I was raised, you know? And, um, I, I had the same yeah. thought just about breastfeeding when my oldest turned 11 or 12, I just, just for a second, I thought, should I cover up? Should I, you know? And I just thought, well, why do I want him to only ever associate breasts with the ones he sees on a billboard at the mall? (laughs) Or do I want him to realize that this is (laughs) what breasts are for? And you're going to see them if there's a baby around, you know? And if you want to see a baby come out, which is a miraculous, wonderful, life-altering thing, there's going to be some hoo-ha there too, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: I think that my sons are going oh, to be I think amazing so too. husbands.
0: I, I, when I wives got some girls. Can we match them up already? have gone through it. <laughs> it might be a little young. for <laughs> uh, Yeah.
1: So then we talk about birth in terms of the kids and what they'll be doing. So we, you know, we acknowledge that mom's going to be in pain. Mom's going to be working hard, but we don't, um, we don't really focus on that. And we talk, you know, with them, especially the little ones, about what they'll be doing. Yeah, before. I like that. I like that. For example, we give each of our kids a job after the birth. So but we say so-and-so gets to check and see if it's a boy or a girl. And then the next one, they get to help daddy cut the cord. And the next one helps to get it dressed and stuff like that. So anyway, um, that's ha- what having kids at a birth has been like for us personally, and it's been like I said before, it's been a super positive experience. And if like if anybody's thinking about having your kids at at your birth, like I would really encourage it. It's it's just something that's really awesome. special that. Um, yeah if you if you can do it if you're open to it and if you're yeah, not I yeah. uh, get it too but <laughs> yeah but it's just like don't close yourself completely great. to it Um, it might be it might change your that's life. pretty cool and there's awesome two. thanks for sharing Audrey so I don't know about you but I'm not completely prepared for this upcoming birth so
0: yeah same here <laughs> great talking to you about birth and preparing kids today Audrey <laughs> all right talk to you later bye okay we'll see you bye
1: Thanks so much for listening to Outnumbered, the podcast. You can contact us at outnumberedthepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at
0: outnumberedthepodcast. We're so grateful for our listeners and would love it if you take the time to leave us an honest review on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform. And don't forget to share the podcast with your mom friends. Can't wait to talk next time. Bye.
1: Okay, Bonnie, hang on a second. I got—I have a knocker on the door. Hang on. Sorry, oh, okay.
0: he needed underwear. <laughs> that's important. <laughs> I usually have my toddler at the door yeah. with no panties on. I'm like, oh, someone help her.